Today on this episode of Going Deeper, we are diving into five of the hard sayings of Jesus that will challenge us to maybe think about some things in some new ways. I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill. I'm Marie Burns. I'm Doug DeGraffen-Reed. So join us as we go deeper. So hard sayings of Jesus, and I guess the question I have at the very top of this episode is, what is it about these sayings that makes them hard? Why are they difficult for, are are they supposed to be difficult for us? Are they difficult for the original hearers of these words? And I think the answer is yes and yes. I would say yes and yes. Like the first one we come to, mm-hmm. I, it it sounds odd to us, but we also have the benefit of looking at the scripture post ascension. Mm-hmm. We know what he's talking about when, and we're referencing John chapter six verses twenty five through seventy one. One of our longer readings. Mm-hmm. That one was. And long. he's talking about. Um, Let's see, where's a good one? Uh, Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh and I will give it for the life of the world. He's talking about eating the flesh and drinking the blood. And back then to a first century Jew, that's got to sound. On on a surface level, uh, yeah, this is a, if you just take it literally, (laughs) Marie. Well, uh, (laughs) if you take it literally, what he is recommending is a violation of the Mosaic law Mm -hmm. because you are not allowed to... Drink blood. Drink the blood or even eat flesh that still contain the blood. Right. Um, so we can say that Jesus is using the uh, literary tool of hyperbole, mm-hmm. that he is speaking over the top to make a point. Right. And um, actually the points are encapsulated over in the 65th, 63rd verse. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. Boy, that's a that would be an interesting topic for a sermon series. Mm-hmm. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So um, he's talking about uh, the deeper meaning of um, what he's teaching and what he's been doing. And six is um, we didn't read it, but it the the context of six is the feeding of the five thousand, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, with the political and theological ramifications of that, and Jesus is saying, wait a minute, y'all, it's not all about giving you bread. It's Mm -hmm. about um, recognizing God and his provision and care and sovereignty. Yeah. And this, to me, is one where... Oh, Jesus is kind of calling out the people, saying, you really are only here Mm -hmm. because your bellies are full. And each time you come, your bellies get full. Right. And I think a common theme in, to me, in in all of this week's readings is that Jesus is calling people into a bigger sense of what the kingdom of God is. Mm -hmm. To think bigger, to not be so just on this plane here, to start thinking more vertically. Well, he's also not... um 
pandering to the the popular theology of the time mm-hmm. in verse 66 because of what he's just said many of the disciples turned back and no longer went about with him mm-hmm. so jesus turned and asked the 12 do you wish to go away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um you know that impacts how we think about teaching and preaching and um some of these uh, words and passages that candidly preachers avoid in the pulpit mm-hmm. because there's often not time to um, fully develop an idea or explain an idea. Um, I think I've got your next sermon series. Ooh. <laughs> Come back next week back for next what does it mean to drink blood? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't fly, would it? No. Right. You know, Kyle, to your point, initially he's talking about um, manna from heaven right? given by Moses. So I, of mm-hmm. course, being somebody who absolutely loves the Old Testament, absolutely. I really enjoy the, the line Jesus draws from what they knew and understand about getting manna in the Old right. Testament, which was something that only lasted a day. Right. But back then it taught them to rely on God for all of their mm-hmm. needs and that it Day by day, God would be there for them. So the manna was important. Manna mm-hmm. taught them a really important lesson. But now, as with like you think about the commandments that mm-hmm. Jesus picked up on from the Old Testament and took you deeper, that right. was the letter of the law. Now let's look at the spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. I see this with manna versus mm-hmm. bread of life. Yeah. You had manna. Let's let's dig deeper into this. Mm-hmm. What can this truly look like to be satisfied in your soul, mm-hmm. not just in your tummy? And, and part of me wonders, because we understand, if we are honest with ourselves, we understand what he's talking about here in this chapter specifically. He's kind of referencing the, the communion, Eucharist, well, mm-hmm. like pre, like foreshadowing it a little mm-hmm. bit, I think. And so we have that, that benefit of looking back on, well, we've read the Last Supper Right. We, we know what he did. We know how he instituted the new covenant right. and all that stuff. But part of me wonders if the the people that were hearing this, if they were more than just cultural Jews mm-hmm. of the day, would they have been able to put together that maybe Jesus was talking about this this covenant and this promise that they celebrated in the Passover? Well, and perhaps that's the difference between the people who walked away and the people who stayed is Mm -hmm. the people who had ears to hear. It reminds Mm -hmm. me of kind of our uh, discussion about parables uh, that we we had recently. You know, it was meant for if you had ears to hear Mm -hmm. to walk away and chew on it. No pun intended. To to sit with it and mull it over and think about Mm -hmm. what does it really mean and if there's something more, I'm going to come back. Yeah, and continue to follow. There's also the whole, what sign are you going to give us so that we mm-hmm. may see it and believe right. in you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, jo- that's one of John's big things. He has Jesus doing the signs. Mm-hmm. And um, unlike people from Missouri, uh, Jesus says, uh, when you believe it, then you see it. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's causing them to, or calling them to another belief system. Mm-hmm. One that has uh, faith. Uh, when Marie was talking about the manna, you know, the manna is daily, and mm-hmm. the bread of life is always with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're 
you're never bred of lifeless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely a different level. Mm-hmm. So, another thing that jumped out at me almost immediately at the beginning as I'm reading this uh, is right there in verse 29 of this chapter where right after they had said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? And then Jesus says, this is the work of God that you believe in him who sent, who he sent. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that interesting because it's the work of God that I believe. It's not the work of Kyle mm-hmm. that Kyle believes. Right. Okay. I, that, that's one way I kind of take that. Um, it just, it, it strikes me in a way that, oh, I heard a, a sermon one time from an online pastor somewhere mm-hmm. that was talking about you know, God-given belief. And if we just take the belief that God gives us and just let it be what God gives us and not try to add our own stuff into it, we end up in a better mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And I kind of see that that lens is what is shaping how I, I look at that particular phrase. Yeah. I see the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. We We often try to make this so much harder Mm -hmm. it's it's and we say now it's the holy spirit at work and it's and and it's for us to Mm -hmm. to to join in but the simplicity of the statement the work of god is this Mm -hmm. to believe in the one who the one he has sent it's Mm -hmm. and and it's simple it's jesus Mm -hmm. because too often we get bogged down in jesus and Mm -hmm. and in the end what jesus is calling us to is it's just me, guys. Yeah. And girls. So do you hear the irony that these hard statements are really simple? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, but I think that's one of the things that may make them hard is that we try to overthink them. Well, we do. And mm-hmm. it's it's like we don't ever just let the word be the word. It has to be part of this great devotional series or study series. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm doing this great series and it's all about what the other author wrote mm-hmm. and how often do we just sit with scripture, which is why I'm glad that we keep starting off the new year. This is our second time mm-hmm. now. We're just in the word. It's not somebody else's words. It's the word yeah. of God in period. That's it. Yeah. And it's not, and what some, what great things somebody had to say about it. It's just scripture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thanks, Maureen. It's, well, I, so I'm I'm in this really great devotional right now. Uh, <laughs> Not going to ruin it. Uh, well, okay. So I do see Bed Daily Text, and mm-hmm. we kick off the new year with um, just being in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And the verse that we're having drilled into our heads right now is Isaiah 40, verse 8. The, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. Mm-hmm. It's all that extra stuff goes away, but in the simplicity of mm-hmm. it's just the word, it's just believe. Yeah, and yeah, but we make it so much harder. Not, don't try to add a bunch of stuff to mm-hmm. it. You know, right. if I can, if I can only believe harder, if I can only believe uh-huh. more intensely, then mm-hmm. God will love me. No, <laughs> God already loves you. Exactly. Loves you. Yeah. yeah, and that—that's the work of God. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. So we would be remiss to not go to Mark chapter three. Oh, really? And talk about, I know, sorry about that. (laughs) Um, Is there really an unforgivable sin? Can I really screw up so royally that I can't be forgiven? Because that's what gets suggested. Jesus says, no, it's not suggested. It's it's black and white that uh, whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never be forgiven, but is guilty of an eternal sin. Okay, so define what it means to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Well, it's not saying a word. It is not a singular action. Mm. It is a lifetime decision or the consequences thereof. It's really a fairly simple concept. Mm-hmm. There's God, the Father. Well, God, the Father, called to us and spoke to us and worked with us and created us, and we rebelled, and he tried to draw us back to himself. Mm-hmm. And we kept rebelling. So he sent his son, Jesus, and we know the stories of Jesus, and we're reading the 100 essential <clears throat> verses dealing with Jesus. And Jesus says, well, after I go, I'm sending the Holy Spirit to be the advocate, to, to right. you know, call this into memory, to um, work with you. Holy Spirit, there is no, once you've gone through the Holy Spirit, there's nobody else. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. So when and what this ultimately blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is, is ultimate rejection of the grace of God in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big simple answer. Mm-hmm. And yes, um, you can you can turn your back on God and walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what this sin is. And there is nothing else that can be done about that. And in the end, it's our choice, though. It's our choice. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not. It's not something you don't know, and um, it, it's something you have um, the lifestyle you have chosen, mm-hmm. the invitation you have rejected. People don't need to be out there worrying whether or not they said something that will be unforgivable. Actually, the very fact that you would act, the very fact that you would worry about it means you have not committed it. Mm-hmm. Um, people who blasphemed the Holy Spirit have no God consciousness at all. Mm-hmm. They have um, psychology textbooks would call them sociopaths, mm-hmm. that they don't care about God, they don't care about anything. They're just mm-hmm. gone. Um, no, if you're worried about it, you, if you worry about it, you haven't done it. Um, and you know, it's, Jesus is making it pretty serious that you don't attribute to Satan the works of God. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's probably the answer that maybe, uh, a bunch of the listeners out there are really looking for is uh, because that's exactly what the scribes did. They, you know, they saw Jesus doing the miracles, casting out demons and everything. And they said, Oh no, that's they attributed it that's Satan casting out the demons. Mm-hmm. So the, what I'm hearing you say is the simple answer is 
don't attribute to the devil the things that God is doing. It's, that would be one of the simple answers, yes. Okay. It, it is, my, my, my Bible footnoted Isaiah 63.10 with that, which says, yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy and he himself fought against them. It footnoted that with this. Hmm. You know, that's the other thing. There are three sins against the Holy Spirit mentioned in the New Testament, which we haven't talked about. There is mm-hmm. grieving the Spirit, quenching the Spirit, and a blasphemy against the Spirit, mm. which they're all three very different Greek words and all three very different constructs. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the Holy Spirit is Christ in us. Mm-hmm. So, um, where are you taking Jesus? Mm-hmm. And and what are you exposing Jesus to in your life? Mm-hmm. It's another way of, of thinking about it. But again, it's it's somebody who's just turned their back on mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. God. And that's clearly what the scribes and Pharisees had done at this point. Yeah. Which is, it's so fascinating to me that these are supposed to be some of the religious bigwigs, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones who... Studied. We're, we're studied and we're supposed to look to for direction, mm-hmm. you know, if we're first century Jews. And mm-hmm. they're their minds and their hearts are so closed off to the true work of the spirit that they're mm-hmm. saying that even the, the good works that God is doing, mm-hmm. they're calling evil. Right. And that, I don't know that I think we, we can learn a lot from that in today's world mm-hmm. that, that we not be so quick to shut off what, God may be doing in what we would consider unconventional ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe, oh, hmm, you surely can't have a Bible study in a bar. Right. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I, I just, I know that's a simple, trite answer, no, but it's... but I think it's, we get too bogged down sometimes in our own traditions and our own ways of thinking that we don't make room to see the Holy Spirit working in new ways. Mm-hmm. The, that we get... I, I, we, We're always patching up our old wineskins. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. We, we, we'll have a congregational meeting about patching the wineskin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to me, this is not even the hard saying out of this section. Mm-hmm. Okay, for, so for me, so what is the hard saying comes at the end mm-hmm. when his family's outside and yeah. he says, "Who first of all that Mary would doubt because you know Mary's supposed to be on this pedestal. She believed the angel mm-hmm. right from the start, and here she is thinking he's out of his mind. That's hard to read. <laughs> but then him saying, "Who are my mother, my brothers?" Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a mom's like, oof. Yeah. Again, that stings a little. What is Jesus doing here? But he's saying, let's think bigger. Right. Let's let's mm-hmm. start to think outside of... Redefine. The, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's still just the first time I read it's, it, I was just like, dude, it's your yeah. mom. We'll say that about your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, that it, it's not easy to sit no. here and think, okay, so now, you know, no, done. Yeah. It's the challenge to, you know, if you, if you struggle with it, that is my family on a pedestal in a higher place than God is, mm-hmm. is am, which mm-hmm. is coming first. If God is first in my life and I understand the purpose of the, mm-hmm. of the body of Christ, the church, am I ranking my family above that? Mm-hmm. Or am I bringing my family into it? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think we struggle with today. And we, we fall prey to is I skip church so I could spend time with my family. You can spend time with your family at church. Mm-hmm. And make all of it one, one family. Yeah, I. Yeah, <laughs> the hard and, sayings of Jesus. Yeah. This is hard stuff. Well, and and it goes to I dropped my pen. <laughs> it, it goes to something uh, a frame of mind that I try to put myself in, especially around big church holidays. Mm-hmm when we get caught up in the family traditions and things, mm-hmm. you know, especially Christmas, especially Easter. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, my, my Easter is now ruined because uh, the ham dried out for Easter lunch and everything, and I'm just having a terrible day, and now everybody's unhappy. And I said, That's well. what you get for eating pork on a high holiday. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, just immediately struck me that we eat ham on Easter. <laughs> it is a little ironic, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It struck me right mm. in that moment because we so, do it every year. Yeah, it's true. Sorry. We do. Um, but but that being said, um, where are we placing our our hopes for these days of remembrance? Mm-hmm. Because that's what they are. They're days of remembrance and celebration. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. And if we're placing them on our family traditions, then maybe right. we, we need to revisit what we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I understand the concept of some of the traditions help you to remember in a holy way. Sure. And I'm not discounting that at all. Sure. Because I, like for me, I think my favorite moment in the church year is the fourth verse of Silent Night when people mm. raise their candles. Yeah. That to me is, that's like the highest holy moment that mm. I get to experience. Um, but I don't, I don't count on that to be the thing. I, I count on that to help me remember mm-hmm. the light, if right. that makes any sense. Yep. Okay, I went off on a parallel or on no, a tangent. It, but, a well, it's all related. What? It's where do you where do you rank family yeah. with regard to your mm-hmm. your faith walk? Where is God on that ranking? Where is your family on that ranking? Yeah. And and what is the importance of your church family to you? Mm-hmm. Because they should be I mean what I'm what I'm hearing right here is that your church family should be just as important. Yeah. to you mm-hmm. as your family. Hmm. That's part of what I read into this. So to me, the, this is actually a harder saying. This is a harder thing to mm-hmm. digest and put into practice than yeah. the blaspheming the Holy Spirit part. Yeah, so. true. No, yeah, maybe that's me. Have we got anything else to say about these? I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering, <laughs> <laughs> remembering uh, 
Exactly. There, these to me sometimes run together uh, when I'm preparing for these. There was something about and John 14. Hey? John 14. Yeah. We we may completely. Okay, so the the message that we heard on Sunday came from John 14. Came from John 14. Mm-hmm. But it specifically came from which part? Remind the first me part. Of, the first part. First so, part. So there's there's more to be talked about. And Marie, you had a question actually about I did. I don't something remember else. What it was? <laughs> <laughs> the greater works. Uh oh. That's oh, what you had mentioned. Greater works. That's uh-huh. what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's intimidating. The idea that I'm supposed to be doing greater works to me, that's the hard saying. Uh huh. When it says that greater works than Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, who's he talking to? The disciples. Okay. All right, how many Jesuses was there? Just the one. Okay. How many Christians are sitting at this table? At least two. <laughs> Three. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, that was funny. From the ham to those, I, I apologize. <laughs> and and um, send in your comments who you think is or is not. Mm-hmm. Okay. going deeper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there are three of us yes. who hopefully carry with us the yes. Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and um, carry with us through the Spirit, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can do three times the work that Jesus did mm-hmm. just because this is, this is not even mystery. This mm-hmm. is simple mathematics. There are going to be more of you Christians out in the world than there was. There was just one of me. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to be calling down fire from heaven. No, you need to be okay. living your faithful Christian life, mm-hmm. sowing seeds. Not miraculous mm-hmm. healings necessarily, although that could happen. That could happen, but and raising that, people from the dead—that's not the point of it. Gotcha. The point of it is the <laughs> the magnification mm-hmm. of the the group mm-hmm. or the body of Christ. And I'll remember. Remember, mm-hmm. the work of God is that we believe in Him. Remember, ah. Ah, tying it back Look at in. you, Kyle. <laughs> so we, we vote for Kyle being on that Christian list. <laughs> the one out of two. <laughs> I said at least, at least. <laughs> but but so I, I love how that thought ties in with the earlier comments that we made. That if we're just planting the seeds. Part of our faith is in God to do something with that. Mm-hmm. I can't make a seed grow. Right. I can put water on it, but it's not up to me it's to make it grow. Yep. Sow the seed. Okay. <clears throat> the verse 13, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So mm-hmm. that the Father may be glorified in the Son, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't take that one out of context. No, that we is connected not. to the scripture that happened before it. Yeah, that it's is connected not. to. But it, there's also a um, in is a little weak translation of the actual preposition. And okay. learning a foreign language, they'll tell you it's the prepositions that kill you. If into my name you ask anything, I will do it. So living into the name of Jesus is mm-hmm. not adding abracadabra onto the end of your prayer. Right. I said okay. it in Jesus' name. Right. It's, name it, claim it. 
Yeah, it, it's <laughs> living. Exactly. It's living into the reality mm-hmm. of Christ. It's living into your beliefs. It's right. living into um, the bread of life. Mm-hmm. It's not some superficial formula mm-hmm. to get your prayers answered. Mm-hmm. Right. With materialistic things. Well, it's most of our that. prayers have to do with uh, five foot putts on the golf course. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been on a golf course in a long time. So. Well, then yours would probably be two foot putts. <laughs> probably uh, so. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, I was thinking about that this morning, how many times that we've all done it, that mm-hmm. we've prayed selfish prayers in yeah. Jesus' mm-hmm. name. Right. That wasn't praying into Jesus. Well, and, and I even caught myself in specifically preparing for this week's podcast that I <clears throat> I felt myself kind of, I don't know, in not necessarily a funk, but like I, I felt like I wasn't on top of my game mm-hmm. in, as I'm going through some of this. And I'm like, well, well, maybe I just need to pray so that I can be better on the podcast. And then I'm like, wait a second. I've read The Great Divorce. I know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I just come to this stuff honestly, mm-hmm. and if I come to my work honestly, mm-hmm. that what what I'm materially wanting will flow out of that naturally. And so I, that needs to not be my priority. Right. It really needs to be what is what is here written in this book. Mm-hmm. What what's on my iPad screen as I'm reading. And, and how is that going to affect me? Right. And so, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we all fall prey to that, you know, wanting to ask for yeah. my stuff oh, in yeah. Jesus' name. And yes, be careful about that. Right. And just as a commercial, since I know you're probably getting ready for your summer right now, that's the summer sermon series is on prayer. Mm. And... This will be a part of it about um, determining the will of God in our life versus asking God to validate what we've decided Mm -hmm. we want or need. So that's an important insight. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. I didn't even know I was doing that. (laughs) I'm better than I realized, I guess. There you go. (laughs) So we're, we're coming... I think towards the end of our time. Yeah. But, do you even it, want to uh, even address Matthew 18? Cause that is a loaded cannon right there. Matthew 18. Oh, we got, we got time for loaded cannons. Oh man. I was going to tell them, <laughs> send in your questions about Matthew 18 okay, well, and we'll all sit there on the what? sofa and mm-hmm. we will discuss it. We could address it. it that way. That would, that would be fun. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Cause Okay, so this is th- this passage here. Your brother sins mm-hmm. against you. Go and tell him his fault. That whole thing. Yep. We're not good at that in modern. Uh, you're not allowed to talk about my sin. That's where we are now. Uh huh. Yeah. How dare you bring up sin? Mm-hmm. But you can go on Jerry Springer and make it normal. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. So do we want to get into this or we want to let this be a, I would um, let people ask their questions about it. Kyle, you're going to remind us about the question. Um, I, I am. Uh, podcast. Ask, and, yes. 
we can hold Matthew 18 for that one. That, that one's also got some exegetical problems. Mm-hmm. The whole concept of a, you've got Jesus mm-hmm. in his earthly ministry mm-hmm. describing what is a well-formed, administratively structured church. I was, that was one of my questions. <laughs> and it was like, wait a minute. That was one wait of my questions. Wait a minute. So, I'll send it in to ask going deeper. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there are some exegetical issues about mm-hmm. this. It almost reads like the Methodist Book of Discipline. It's wow. You know, step one, <laughs> step two, step three. Okay, we've gone through the remediation process. You're fired. <laughs> well, that's how it reads. It really yeah. kind of does. And, and that's the concept of what is known as churching someone. Mm-hmm. That, um, which, by the way, in the Methodist Book of Discipline, Methodist ministers, clergy can be charged with offenses. Mm-hmm. Lay people can be charged with offenses. Oh boy! Oh, snap! And there actually, there's a um, procedure for having a trial for a layperson I, in the I church. I think I knew that, but man, that's a pretty audacious move, <laughs> oh, huh? Yeah, I did. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not me. Yeah, <laughs> not I, me. I don't well, want to touch that. Notice we then one. move on to forgiveness. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's so, the very next section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Which, so send your, your questions <laughs> in on Matthew 18. Um, okay. the, yeah. Leave it alone. How, how to, what the church process is. That's right. And that email address is askgoingdeeper at gmail.com. And make sure that either Becky or Marie or Chris have to answer the questions. Okay. So what I hear Doug saying is he wants a pass on this one. <laughs> Mainly because I don't think he wants to get himself in trouble. He's saying there's exegetical issues uh-huh. here. You know, I don't pick up on those. So I'll just go at it from the extremely literal. Is it literal? Mm-hmm. I'll take it that way if you don't yes. answer this question. <laughs> you might want to take that one on. Well, I think we've had probably enough discussion for today on at least the first few passages, mm-hmm. and there's still some some good things oh, yeah. that we could talk about, you know, going forward. So we we got to talk about the take up your cross mm-hmm. because this is this is a passage to me that it's a lot easier for us to read it and understand it than it was for the original hearers. Yes, and yet, Kyle, go ahead, I'm sorry. It's really hard for us to do it. I was going to say, perhaps I'm in a mode of overthinking it, Mm -hmm. but what does it really mean to take up your cross? First of all, he hadn't been crucified yet. Yes, they knew what crucifixion was, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it's talking about deny yourself, got it. It's not about what I want, it's about what God wants. And then Mm -hmm. take up your cross. So accept my fate? What does it mean to take that? So maybe I'm overthinking it now. Maybe we're back to that whole, a lot of these hard sayings are actually quite simple, mm-hmm. but. Um, well, it, what does it mean to take up your cross? Asking you. you need to change the word cross. Okay. How about this? Take up your death and follow me. Mm. Ooh. Keep going. Okay, yeah. How I'm are you going to follow Christ? Mm. You've got to die to who you are. You've got to die to that sinful nature. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got to, to die to that selfish nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, a, what did Paul said? You know, he um, to live is Christ, to die is mm-hmm. gain, and um, we have here in the passage in Mark um, opportunity to discuss what does it really mean to live. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, you're not going to discover what it really means to live until you discover something you're willing to die for. Mm-hmm. And I need to be that someone. Mm-hmm. So it's a, and the cross, the image of this and the language of this is the cross is something you choose. The cross is something you take up. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard a lot of people tell me, well, Brother Doug, my arthritis is just flaring up. We've all got our crosses to bear. Well, your physical maladies are not your cross to bear. I'm sorry. A cross is something you choose. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And okay. it also, the when you said, you know, change the word cross to death, mm-hmm. I immediately went to the the passage where Paul says, it's not I who live, but Christ, Christ who lives, lives in me. In me. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can take this as I, I've got to quit living in my death, which is sin, and begin living in Christ. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That changes my perspective on this. I, because I probably, like many of the listeners out there, have my whole life thought that this just meant self-denial. Mm-hmm. No. And, and sure, that can be an aspect it's of it. It's part of it, sure. But that's not the, the start and finish of it. It's really only the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. God, thanks, Doug. Do I get on? Do I get on the list of Christians now? Now you're, now you're on the list of Christians, Marie. We're still waiting on you. Whoa, it's close. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so man, I really like that. Take up your cross. So I mean, it, to me, in, on first glance, it sounds like it's something you continue to carry with you, mm-hmm. which sounds like a burden. Of course, then. Well, you my do have is easy. My burden is light. Yeah, well, was, yep. But you, but you do have the the invitation to follow. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's a lifetime decision, commitment, um, okay. way of life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gets illustrated in what we've all lived through the 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 dreaded COVID. Okay, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. at the the end, what is what are people afraid of? They're afraid of dying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, none of us get out of this alive. So once you learn that, once that becomes, we're all going to die. Yeah. The question for you is how are you going to live? Yeah. Are you going to live fearfully? Or are you going to live faithfully and fully? Mm-hmm. And so, so Jesus is sort of, it's the same argument. Mm. It, it's just, a different way of, of, of stating it. Um, how are you going to live? And mm-hmm. uh, he wants us living for him fully and completely and having that faith and belief. Hmm. See, I knew there was more to that statement. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and maybe that's what makes it hard. Maybe so. 
<laughs> so what do you think about it? Is that hard? <laughs> Is that a hard statement? Uh, so yes, as I said earlier, send your questions in mm-hmm. for, for any of these to askgoingdeeper at gmail.com because to me, when we wrestle with these sayings alone, we can get so far. Mm-hmm. But as has been proven at this table specifically this morning, when, when we talk about these things and discuss these things as a group, I think that's when they really begin to come alive mm-hmm. and they take on deeper meaning because, you know, like this last passage that we talked about, now my whole world is shaken. I know. And so I want to know what part of your world may be shaken. You know, hearing some of these new, maybe not new, but refreshing, refreshed, mm-hmm. rethought perspectives on some of this. Mm-hmm. And I guess... It, it, we really do come to kind of a, a nice little bow, I guess, on the end of some of these hard sayings before we dive into next week, the crucifixion of Jesus. Mm. Mm. So this week has been difficult. Next week is going to be difficult mm-hmm. again. Um, and, and really, that's okay. It's okay for us to go through hard things, difficult things, because we have Jesus. And if we have Jesus and we have each other and we're subscribed to the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) then then life gets even easier. (laughs) That that was comic relief. I was was getting a little bit deep. Yes. (laughs) But but yes, um, I, I would encourage you out there to really dig into some of these hard sayings that we've gone over today. And if you happen to know somebody who may be struggling with faith, you know, it's not hard to just say, hey, why don't you just, let's talk about this. Because Mm -hmm. people all over the world, you know, they sit on the fence of, there may be one foot in, one foot out on this whole Jesus thing. And when we start really looking at ourselves and looking at what Jesus is asking us to do in these passages specifically, maybe somebody might say, okay, I'm ready to go both feet in. Mm-hmm. And so share the, the readings from this week with somebody else, share the podcast with somebody else that you think may need it, that, mm-hmm. that may need that little bit of encouragement to take the next step and and go both feet in to to really following Jesus because really and truly that's what we're here for. Yep. We're we're not here just to listen to ourselves talk and have fun even though <laughs> we laugh and and joke with each other. But it's really for you the listeners and and it's to hopefully inspire you to to go into a deeper relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and invite other people with you. And I don't think I can say anything else at this point that would be productive. Doug is looking at me sideways. <laughs> I'm just wondering how you're going to wrap this one up. It's wrapped up now. Okay. So uh, I think we're pretty much done. Yep. Subscribe to the podcast, all your favorite podcast platforms, YouTube, subscribe, notification bell, all those things. If you haven't already, go ahead and do it. And at that, I will see you next week when we talk about the crucifixion of Jesus. Thanks for listening.